Yellow. No, that wasn't a good one. Yellow. Close, but uh, I haven't quite nailed the Kenneth Barrero greeting. Scarborough Dude here at Bluffers Park on uh, Wednesday, May 25th. Not quite 11 a.m., so it's uh, nice to get here in the morning. I don't often do that. I've got my uh, Tim Hortons Dark Roast One Cream, medium size, coffee with me. And I just finished a $1.99, you know, the Tim Hortons sandwiches with an egg and sausage and a, a bun... Uh, that was the coupon or the uh, discount or whatever, the deal you get. And um, I wasn't going to take any chances on the drive through <laughs> Because, first of all, I, I had a question. I was going to, well, listen, can I get two of them for that price? And I guess I knew the answer would be no. Otherwise, people would order six. Uh, but, um, so, never mind that. I'll just park. There's a handicap spot right at the entrance uh, which uh, these days, boy, I don't feel any guilt about using. And um, it's just at the top of my street. It's just very close by, just up uh, Bellamy Road North and uh, Lawrence. So that was handy. Got what I wanted. I a little alarmed at the uh, woman served me. Very nice, young. Seemed almost like it was her first day. She let out a real wet sneeze. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of my order. And then went back, grabbed the tissue, and kind of blotched or blobbed or mopped at her nose, lifted up her mask, you know, back up. So there was a mask in there. But still, and then I saw her while I'm waiting for my order with a second customer have a very big, uh, you know, what would appear to be a wet sneeze. Uh, (laughs) And then just grabbed, you know, a handful of tissue paper, again, just sort of mopped at it a little bit, you know, push it in there, mop it a little bit. Threw it away, but no washing of hands. Um, <laughs> and, oh, that reminds me. I, well, I guess that might be called a giggle more than a laugh. But I don't know if you've noticed, uh, quite a few podcasts ago, I was saying I never laugh. I just don't laugh. I mean, I don't cry, but I don't laugh either. And lately, I have been laughing and crying. And to me, that is good news. That is good news. You know, help us come, whatever. Um, and so the, I, I think you might notice there's a lot more of those silly little chuckles. And a lot has to do with, you know, getting there, getting to where I'm trying to get to. Which means, you know, not trying to get there anymore. Just being there. Okay? Got that? And the crying part, I wanted to... Um, Share that with you. By the way, I haven't even released the Mossport episode yet, and here I am talking to you. I'm trying to space them out a little bit. My God. Uh, anyway, that one's done. It's in the can. It's waiting for you. I just haven't uh, announced it yet. Um, so, this crying business, and I'm not talking about weeping and gnashing of teeth and wailing and making a lot of noise. I'm talking about just, you know, uh, tears of joy tears of joy and elation and um love maybe three times in within the past guest uh, week and a half two days maybe two weeks max three times three people and i found it interesting looking back because i remember clearly each one and the first was the one i told you about uh, a fellow called diamond i met in uh 
Denison Square in uh, Kensington Market. And it was just the connection I made with him of, of in very simple terms, but cemented with a handshake and a fist bump and, uh, uh, you know, and, and just, it was almost like he was checking up on me to make sure I was okay. You know, he saw me sitting there just staring into space, I guess, for a long time in his seat on this bench. And anyway, that was the first, and, and that stands out in my mind. And that was, of course, that was the day I had failed the uh, driving test by throwing up. <laughs> oh, my. And, um, you know... Turn the day around by, well, I'm just going to go to Kenston Market and get high. Well, I did that. I guess. You know, when I think about it now, on each of the occasions, I was also high. So I don't know if that was cheating or just helping me tune in a little better. But, but but that was the first, and I've already talked about that. And then walked down the street to the art store. And with this one, so the first one, just, you know, a guy maybe living a little rough. I, I, he may, I have a feeling he had an apartment or some place to stay. Um, second one was a guy doing probably quite well for himself as an artist with a shop he's had for a long, long time. Uh, and who was gay, not that that's an issue, but, you know, had his partner. But it just represented a different uh, part of the spectrum of humans. Uh, and... Our connection was sort of through eye-to-eye contact, talking openly, and me just want, needing to share my joy of how I felt that day and, and his sharing a story with me. And it was just the face-to-face looking into the eyes and that. I was just crying for, for not just so much that encounter, but for the overall joy I felt that day. And then the third one, so those two were the same day. And then the third one was at Mossport, uh, sort of my last night there when uh, the people camped right near me, invited me to uh, stop by their fire for a spell. And I got into this conversation with a woman and decided she was a really good woman. In fact, I announced to her husband once she had gone to get a drink or something that uh, she's a good woman. You know, I'm doing it the old, old school style, you know. you know. She's a good woman. You got yourself a good woman there. You know, I, I can fit in. I can blend my uh, style of conversation to suit the situation, and that was the way. Uh, that was the way <laughs> it had to be expressed. She's a good woman. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, as, hugging her as I headed off. You know, as I, I don't know whether I asked or how that the hug came about, but I think it did. I think we both stood up, and it was natural we were going to hug. And gave her a little kiss on the side of the face, and and uh, cried again for for encounter encountering encountering such a for my encounter with a stranger who turned out to be just I thought just such a wonderful person, and she was you know just she was just a person. But it, the thing is, in each case, it was total strangers in unexpected, unplanned encounters where I saw the goodness and the beauty in each of these humans. So, all right. Anyway, we're done with that. Holy shit. Eight minutes to get there. No wonder these things take an hour, eh? 
So anyway, I'm just going to finish the rest of my coffee here. On uh, I'm, I'm sitting on a bench on the point, a spot I rarely get because often it's populated. Uh, right here on the um, cat side, that parking lot is open now, and they've put a bench right on the point, looking out, and it's uh, it's always a nice spot to be. So I don't know if there's anything else I had to share. This, oh my God, I better welcome you to. Uh, what will be Dixon Jane's number uh, 898. Yeah, 898. I've got nothing under it. I've got the number posted in notes and nothing under it. And I'm sure there are things in 897 that I haven't put out yet, or that I've yeah recorded, finished. And I was going to call, I think, well, it doesn't matter, Stepping Into Life. Maybe it could have been severe storm warning. That storm that I described from Mossport, holy fuck. Uh, it was actually classified as a tornado by the time it hit Uxbridge, just north of us. It was pretty damn wild. And the destruction, people are still without power. Uh, the number of solid trees that came down and uh, poles, hydro poles snapped in half. Quite incredible. And uh, they expect there to be more on the way. Whether or not this is tied to climate change, there certainly seems to be a lot of severe weather and sudden changes happening planet-wide. All right, one more thing, I guess, while I'm here, while we're talking. Um, the latest mass killing in Texas, I think 19 young school children at an elementary school. Why pick that target? Jesus. By an 18-year-old uh, wearing armor and, um, you know, rapid fire, uh, what do you call those guns uh, that are, are not for sport, not for hunting. They are for killing people. And the disgust, the fucking disgust, more and more people are starting to feel with, in particular the Republicans, for not doing anything about banning an, an assault rifle. That's what it was called. And it was a... Unarmed assault. Somebody parks his truck, goes into a school with the sole intention of killing as many people as he can. Two teachers, 19 young children. Uh, this is America today. This is fucking America. This is fucking America today. This is it. And I know I'm not beating up on my American friends, and I apologize if it ever sounds that way. It's a deep sadness, and, and but anger at, at why people... Don't do that. Why they're in, in... Why this problem? And and they, they'll see on TV. Gosh, it's not that we have more crazy people, but we are more heavily armed than any other nation, you know, individual, you know, based stats, than on the planet. And we're not talking about just having a rifle to go hunting deer. We're talking about multiple weapons, capable of mass killing and why that exists. Well, there's something called the NRA and these are, these are your these are your rights folks. This is built into the constitution. This is you're allowed to uh, to arm yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's disgusting, it's tragic, it's sad and it's um it it, it can make you kind of really angry and disgusted. I saw a post today, don't go to the states. Don't not out of fear but just out of disgust. 
why give any tourism money or anything else to this country that will refuses to fix itself? It refuses to change. I mean, there should be people out in the streets and and just. I didn't. Sorry, 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 sorry. I really do not want to get into this because I don't have anything more to say than what has already been said and expressed countless times. Uh, but it's. Uh, <laughs> it won't be the last time. Gosh, I wanted to go somewhere with that, but um, I'm just. <laughs> it's like you hit a, a. Literally, you hit a dead end. So I guess uh, best to stop now. Scarborough dude signing out from. Uh, Peaceful, quiet, rather serene Buffers Park on a chilly May day. Bye for now. Hello, hello. Scarborough Dude from uh, Thompson Park this time. Haven't been here for a while. Uh, an overcast day, rain on the way. Oh, I'm feeling kind of tired. I woke up feeling great today. Like, wow, it's uh, it's a free day, you know. Even when you're retired, you can still get that Friday feeling. And um, but I don't didn't do anything in particular, and I guess the <laughs> feeling just went away. And uh, here we are. I voted, so I, I had to get something done. I mean, every day you got to do something. So I went to the advanced polls at my local library, Cedarbury Public Library, and it's a beautiful library. It was completely rebuilt a few years back. And a team of Canadians helping out in the advanced polls, and it was so efficient. I was in and out in minutes, and everybody I spoke to friendly, somebody welcoming you in, guiding you, pointing in the right direction, somebody else, can you manage the stairs or do you need the ramp? Somebody else, okay, just join this line, somebody else. I got two voting cards in the mail and I thought somebody would make an issue of it and and go through and look to see if I showed up twice, but it was all on the computer and she just said, nope, okay, and she just tossed the second one in the garbage and I said, um, I, you know, it's a different name. One was my full name and the other one was just Ken family name. And I expected if this was going to be a hold up, you know, why did you get two? And she just seemed, oh, I'll make a note. And that was that. So that was a little, I felt a little lax. I, I was kind of waiting to, hey, you're not supposed to get two cards in the mail. But I guess if I had gone, they checked the ID, and if I had gone and used, tried to use that card a second time in a different place, it would show up in the database. Anyway, it was all done, you know, with an X in a very short time, and I'm pretty sure the Liberal Party will get in again in this particular writing, although uh, Ontario election, we are going to get a Doug Ford Conservative government. This is... Open for business, Doug Ford. Big business, build highways, build condos, uh, money to the people who are already rich. Uh, it's a conservative party, and, I, and I'm just not happy about that. But I did not like the NDP leader, Andrea Horvath. Time for her to get the hell out of there. She's lost three elections. Uh, the, lib- the liberal, ahead of the Liberal Party, was 
DeLuca, I guess. He just was like a non-entity. He was just nobody. Well, there was no personality. There was just something. Get the fuck out. I got a... Hey, 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 a big fucking wasp in the car. Got to get the other window open. Sorry. Um, you know, for this fact, Jesus, go, man, go. Okay, all right, all right, all right. There we go. All right. Whew. So anyway, uh, that was done. And I've just driven over here and thought, well, I'll just give a very short. Uh, today's a day of a big NRA, National Rifle Association Convention in Texas. And, of course, there are lots of protest people outside and all the people going to it, all excited like this is, you know, they want to see, they literally say, the new toys in terms of the guns. And I'm going to have to circle back to that. But this is just a few days after um, another school shooting in, I think it's pronounced Uvalde, Uvalde, Uh, small, looked like a lovely town. And um, just so tragically, an 18-year-old for his birthday went in and bought two automatic rifles, bought about 300 rounds of ammunition, and went in determined to uh, kill children, and that's just what he did. And today on the news announcement, even more disturbing, today being um, uh, Friday, May 27th, uh, the police... Uh, who the officer who was not in charge and wasn't on the scene at the time said, in retrospect, in looking back, yes, we did. We made a mistake. We handled it wrong. They did not charge the guy in the room, and it's perhaps there. There apparently there were like almost twenty officers inside the school in a corridor while the killer was barricaded in the classroom, and rather than charge in. Uh, they decided to wait for heavy-duty backup, another specialized team. And it's quite possible that during that wait, other children were killed because children were calling 911, crying for help. Uh, Just the most saddest. I mean, I can be numb to a lot of things. I said, I think as you get older, you get a little more compassionate, a little more sensitive. And this, it's just hard not to really cry over over the sadness of it. Here it is, two teachers killed. The husband of one of the teachers died, uh, you know, two, three days of a heart attack after his wife was killed. Uh, And so that leaves four children with two parents to bury. You know, know, I'm sorry for sharing this because everybody listening already knows all of this, but it's, I guess... From a historic perspective, I think, how could I not? This is just such a big news story. How could I not mention it? But it, it's just also, you know, I've, I've sort of put, um, I keep thinking Armenia, you know what I'm talking about, uh, on hold uh, because of the horror of that war. Gosh, I'm, Armenia, Uzeroi, where I lived in Nigeria. What is this? country that's been taken over by the Russians. Ukraine, thank you. Um, you know, I, I've been able to park that for now. I, when I see the buildings, when I see the, you know, I, I just I just feel sad, but I just try to avoid it. And this recent story, you, you just can't avoid. There was a, a related tangent right here in Scarborough. Uh, I think it was yesterday. There were reports 
of a, a man walking the streets with a rifle. And immediately, this is in near around Port Hope, just a little uh, west of where I live, east of where I live. Um, immediately, six, seven schools went into lockdown. Like people were calling the police, 911. I guess this, somehow the schools get the message. They lock down. You know, children in the classroom, doors locked, and there's a procedure uh, for, you know, there's a man on the loose with a gun. And, of course, then the police are on the scene. And the SIU, Special Investigations Unit, is investigating because the man was killed by Toronto police. So they have to. And then at that point, the police aren't allowed to reveal any more information. It goes to the SIU and they file their report, interview the officers, and it's it's one of those things. But it sounds like two officers shot at this man. And then when the FSIU finally got on the scene and sees the body on the ground and lying beside it is a pellet gun. A pellet gun. Nobody knew that, I guess, from a distance. They thought there was a telescopic sight. And all of this, the, the fear, the paranoia, the anxiety has to have been tied. I mean, anytime this is scary... But following the school shooting, which everybody in Canada knows about, um, would have provoked this kind of reaction. And I don't know why, and I hopefully will find out why it was necessary to shoot dead a 27-year-old with a pellet gun. Uh, I know right away somebody said, oh, he aimed it at the police. And that's the kind of thing that people leak out to so that everybody backs off. Oh well, okay. That all right. Now we know why, but we don't know that that's true at all. And the police will certainly have a story to cover their ass and why two officers fired uh, at somebody with a pellet gun. Okay, so there's your sadness for today. That's a pretty lousy clip, but I guess I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I, I've got to do something. I've got to turn this day around somehow. I told would do it, but I'm just not up for that now. Ah, probably tomorrow. Scabber Dude, signing off from uh, Thompson Park. Got to do something to make this day a little more worthwhile. Maybe go get a, um, a booster shot. I don't feel I need one, but I don't know. Signing off. Bye-bye. Check, check. Yeah, this doesn't quite feel right. I'm sitting in Bluffers Park on a rock uh, by a little inlet. Uh, the boat that's been here all winter, the uh, the one I was all excited about when I first saw it, and realize now it's just another one of the abandoned boats that's been left here, is right behind me, an old sailboat. Um, the government, federal government is responsible ultimately and they just don't seem to get around to doing much. Uh, big bureaucracy over, I don't know. Anyway, local people, uh, especially those who live in the houseboats here, are not happy because they believe there'll be oil and things leaked into the water. And of course, this is a natural habitat for all these ducks and geese and swans and everything else. 
Anyway, that's where I am this Sunday, and Sunday, I should know by now, especially in the summertime, is not the time to come to Bluffers Park. The lot is absolutely packed, and a lot of the traffic is boats with trailers, you know, from uh, letting in their sea-doos and uh, little boats. Uh, anyway, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about yesterday. That was my day in uh, Toronto. Um, I guess an episode or two ago, when I got high in uh, Kensington Market and said, I'll be back. Well, that was the plan. I'll be back. And uh, it worked worked out quite wonderfully. I mean, I got my son to drop me off at Eglinton so I could get on an express bus to Kennedy to catch the subway. And just before the bus came, I had time to light up a jade that my other son had given me. Um, And boy, that set me up for pretty well the entire day. I was surprised. Um, and anyway, got as far as Main Street there, got on the, uh, streetcar, I guess it's the 506, maybe, and that takes you, oh, all the way along college, uh, you know, Dundas College, it's a, a, quite a ride, it's the slowest way to get downtown, but I did it because you're just going through so many interesting areas and parts of Toronto I'm just not familiar with, I maybe have driven through, but certainly not walked through. Uh, but I stayed on all the way until I got to uh, college and um, uh, whatever the stop is past Spadina. Just the name escapes me now. I, I keep getting Augusta Street in my mind because that's the one that leads down to Kensington Market. But uh, anyway, the next big stop. Bathurst, I guess. Yeah. And um, went into the coffee shop as planned where, you know... Two weeks before, I had gone in and had that double dark Americano, or black Americano, and um, saw the same guy, the same couple running it, and I kind of, what was so weird about yesterday, I was trying to repeat what had happened. That first time, I felt, wow, I've, I've reached a, a, a godlike state, uh, talking to people, being open, uh, just everything just being perfect. And I guess I had in my mind to sort of recapture that. And when I got there, the guy was not in the least bit interested in the fact that he had served me before, and I was so happy with what he had served me. <laughs> and I made a story about what I, you know, what I wanted was something of strong coffee taste and, and something a little sweet on top, a little froth. And I said, that'd be Americano. And he kind of just stared at me, yeah, Americano. And anyway, I got my coffee, and it was excellent. But he also told me, and I said, I'm just so glad to find this place again. And he said, yeah, we close at 3. And it was just like, whoa. He wasn't in on the fairy tale I was in on last time I was here. All of that was just my own bubble. And uh, this, I was just another customer, and he was waiting to mop the floors. Then I looked and saw the sign. They open at 7 anyway, so... Yeah, of course. Um, so I sat there and had that coffee. And then, well, that didn't go quite as planned, but uh, I'm glad I went and I'm glad I had that coffee. And I'll probably still go back. I think it was called Magic Coffee or something. It is a nice little place and they do a good coffee and the prices are very reasonable. This is on College near Bathurst. Um, 
So then the next thing, well, then how about the bar I went to last time? You know, the Cloak and Dagger. Well, I got to repeat that because that was such a wonderful time. Well, I got in. (laughs) And I have never met such an unpleasant bartender. The guy I had last time was complaining he didn't get enough shifts and clearly he didn't get this shift. And the woman behind the bar was complaining because she got too many damn shifts and didn't want to work this one. So that was, it. like, I almost left. I was so, she was so rude and just didn't stop talking. It was just as if, like, she was dealing with somebody on speed. And I'm just in this mellow, I want to love the world and have the world love me space. And she was going to have none of that, you know. And she was just, just wisecracking, but, but they weren't pleasant. Uh, they weren't pleasant jokes, um, I, people were trying to find a place. There's, I guess, a soccer game being played. And the phone kept ringing, and that just bothered her. She didn't want to answer the phone. And uh, so as soon as the, uh, she picked up, she'd just say, we don't, we don't have food, and we don't have soccer, in a nasty tone. You know, it didn't matter who was calling. Of course, a lot of the calls were. And I realized, then, oh, that's one of the problems of social media. People just stand outside their favorite bar realize it's full and they can't get a seat so they just do a google search of, well what other bars are there and they're just going to call every bar there and so she was paying the price of you know that google or whatever app you're using has set up to make it easy to find places or to call places push the button call them and uh, she was on the receiving end and not happy about it anyway i settled wisely i settled on a can of beer and I took that out to a seat that earlier on my arrival, I said, you'd have to be stupid to sit on this seat. It was actually on the sidewalk, very narrow, on a bit of a slope, as if, you know, you could sit there and just slide right off. And uh, I made that comment to the people beside me. They found it very amusing, and I got into a good exchange. But mostly, I spent a good part of the afternoon watching the passing parade that is Toronto, and I don't think I've ever seen so many self-conscious, uh, uncomfortable people strolling by. I mean, everybody looked different. Everybody was trying to... It was like they were all trying to find their place. And, of course, they were all younger people. I'm some old man sitting on a chair looking looking at the crowd. I'm quite comfortable where I am and who I am, with who I am. Uh, but they were younger and going through whatever. There seemed to be an awful lot of people unsure of their gender status. Um, a lot of strangely dressed people. Uh, some of it, you know, too revealing almost. Um, but just, you know, there was a real sense of, oh my God, the people, the people. And each and every one with their own story. And again, I felt that compassion, like I cared for them. Like, oh, they don't look happy right now. None of them really seem to look happy or comfortable. Um, yeah, but, you know, maybe I'm overreaching, I don't know. But that's certainly the way I saw it. So, the other part of the journey that stood out was the ride in, driving, ride, riding through on the streetcar. Clearly, signs of poverty in the people you saw on the streets and in some of the buildings that these people were living in. My God. And this is not 
the issue that Rob Ford or even our present mayor is really going to set on their agenda to help solve. Um, there, there's just a lot of what I referred to as broken people in Toronto, a lot. And, and it's quite sad, and, and it would take a major effort to fix these people, including, you know, the out-and-out crazy people standing on corners yelling. Um, another observation, yeah, after I left there, it was open doors Toronto, so I had my beer, went on my way, and then saw St. Christopher, I believe, um, church. Um, and it was stunningly beautiful inside. It was open doors Toronto. And uh, the minister was there, and I didn't know. And I was wearing my T-shirt, Gods Don't Kill People. People with gods kill people. Quite boldly and loudly, and standing there. And then asked if I could have a seat, and I sat in the perfect spot. And I had the longest conversation with uh, Reverend Maggie. And had great respect for her. And thought, oh my God, what a good substitute for Greta Vosper. I made that connection. Said, oh, you must know my ex-minister. Uh, but had the most wonderful talk about, you know, who were the people? Why was it St. Christopher? Was it St. Christopher? Or was it St. Peter? Oh, my God. I think it was. Anyway, I was taken. I stopped at this church because there was a statue in, you know, it looked like wrought iron, of a beggar, a person hunched over and their hand out on the sidewalk. And it was the most... At first, I th- from a distance, I thought it was a real person. Of course, I was high and thought it was a woman begging. Like, uh, In fact, I thought it was an Arab woman, you know, covered in a cloak and the hand out. And I was really uncomfortable about taking a picture. And then as I got there, I said, no, this thing ain't moving. There were also two tents there that clearly people living on the church ground, which they know the people, and a toilet installed, one of these, you know, portable washrooms for the dignity of these people and, of course, for the preservation of the church so nobody's shitting in their own brick walls. Um, that that was wonderful. They were, they were clearly doing God's work, Christ's work, by looking after the poor. I, I was very, very impressed uh, and enjoyed that chat very much and finding out about the stained glass windows and the history of the church and uh, so on. So... That just was another dimension to making it a uh, a very nice day. And from there, figured, well, I may as well go to the Cameron House. It's a long walk to Queen Street because I needed the exercise, of course. And, it, and I, I still, you know, I, it's tricky, the walking. But I'm doing it, forcing myself to do it. And doing it loudly and boldly. Um, I forgot to say, when I first got on the bus after that first toke, Boy, everybody in the front of us was listening to my story about what a wonderful country Canada is. Uh, there was a couple there. Uh, new, new Canadians. Uh, well, new. He was one year, she was five years. Of course, I got their stories. But uh, I just had to speak out. Uh, and it's sort of as if I, I've kind of unleashed the Scarborough dude. I've taken the reins off. Uh, and of course, that happens when I have the toke. But I'm also giving myself allowance to do that. Because there are still times when you're, uh, you have that first rush of the dope and then you go, oh my god, my heart could stop. I could die right now. Is this a good time to die? No, this is not a good time to die. And you go down that 
train of thought for quite a while. No, not now. No, there's too much not done. No, clearly, it's going to be much too hard on both my children and, and especially my wife. No, I can't die now. <sighs> so anyway, <laughs> I did give quite a... It was, I, I thought it was a pretty good rant. Uh, I don't know about the other people on the bus, but uh, I, I kept it up from <laughs> Bellamy to Kennedy. Okay, all right. And then, of course, somebody sat beside me in the streetcar, and I had to talk to her, too. Uh, so, yeah, this is a thing. And the people sitting near me on when I was outside on the sidewalk, and uh, pretty well everybody else. <laughs> but I'm good at it. I'm good at it. And most people, I think, you know, I think I come out on the winning side. There's not too many people. I, I know when to you know, back off. Uh, but uh, anyway, I finally made my way uh, to the... Um, Cameron House, but not before. First thing, I don't feel like a beer. I feel like, oh, look, hot butterscotch sundae. That's what I'll have, or butterscotch sundae. And by God, was it ever good. And what a good $5 that was as far as uh, spending go. The whole day cost me just in the area of about $30. I only had two beer the whole day, one at the uh, Cloak and Dagger and one at the uh, Cameron House. Now, the Cameron House, I got in there. Sure enough, only one stool left at the bar, and I knew, grab that baby right now. Um, found out what they had. She says, what do you like? I said, I like them dark. We got a tank house. Yeah, I'll take a tank house. That was easy. And then the band was getting set up, and uh, it was somebody, Joanne somebody, uh, who was very good. Um and doing country stuff, but a bit of everything. My God, Neil Diamond, a lot of Beatles, Dylan. She was really good. She's been an old, she's an old timer. She's a songwriter, singer. Been around the circuit for a long time. Got a few CDs out, but that was just what I needed to make it a perfect day. And at the end of the second set, I just said, "Okay, dude, you're getting back on the streetcar. So up the Spadina line, which is wonderful. Get off at College. Get on the." Uh, the, what's it called? The Carlton Streetcar. And uh, all the way back to Main Street. Uh, and then catch my number nine, Bellamy, from uh, from Warden Station. So all in all, an excellent day. Um, well spent and enjoyable. And sorry if that was just a boring recap of uh, what I did yesterday. But that's what I aim to do. Have a good day. Get a little high. Go downtown. Get a buzz. And I'm going to keep doing that because I'm realizing there is so much of Toronto to discover. And I mean, I don't need to go back to Europe. I don't need to make these long-distance travels to be have a worthwhile, interesting life. Toronto has got more than I could ever possibly uh, run out of interesting things to see and enjoy. Um, it, it, it's just, it's great. And I'm seeing it in an entirely new light again, being high helps. But uh, it's more than that. It's a sense that, hey, this is where I live. So it, I, I, in other words, I've unleashed myself from Bluffers Park, where I am now, and Scarborough, and realized, no, i got a whole city to enjoy, and I've got the TTC to get me there, and i got free reign, and I'm going to do this more often. So you'll be hearing, I'm sure I will be in the city at least once a week from this point on, uh, discovering new things and, and realizing, learning lessons the whole time. And this lesson was, no, you don't have to repeat what you did last time, although all I want to do now is go back to the camera house. But, uh, yeah. 
Scarborough Dude signing out from Buffers Park on this fine, beautiful, gorgeous uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, feeling a little guilty. Uh, my wife is out grocery shopping. I should be doing something around the house, but by God, do I like my leisure time. Bye for now. Chick, chick, chick. Oh, boy. Now that I've lost both my mufflers, I've got to be really careful about the wind noise. I hate the sound of it. Um, so, yeah, that's one more thing added to my list that I'll uh, probably never get around to. Buy new mufflers to fit my uh, Olympus LS10. I know I can order them online. <laughs> and the uh, shipping shouldn't be too much. They're pretty damn light. Okay, all right. Anyway, let's get on with it. This is the end. This is the wrap-up of uh, Dixon Jane's number 898. And I am back at Bluffers Park. And, oh, my God, what a difference. It is uh, Thursday morning. And uh, it's almost empty. And, God, what a difference from the weekend. It's so much nicer this way. Ew, I know I sound like an elitist. You know, give me my part, but I want lots of space. I don't want too many people. <laughs> okay, hey, hey, hey. Get on with it. Uh, the Queen's Jubilee. Uh, I watched today on CBC some of the coverage. Oh, my God, the flyover was just amazing. I, I mean, I was awestruck. And the the formation where they spelled out, well, they didn't spell it out. They did the numbers, 7-0. Uh, just absolutely perfect. And you could see the plane sort of adjusting their speed just ever so slightly to keep in perfect formation to make that a perfect 70 as they flew over the palace. Oh, quite something. And the trooping of the color, of course, and all that. I, I'm a fan of... Queen Elizabeth, the person, even, I guess, more than the institution. And I know there's a lot of people out there who just have their set views, and I you know, I don't even want to bother to engage in discussion on this. Uh, I think it's a an institution that should, tra- that should stay uh, in the role it is, where they don't have power, but they do. It is a symbol. It is a, there's a cohesiveness to it. There's all kinds of things. And, and I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about her, and I guess a lot of people... Don't want to hear that, so, yeah, so be it. Ah, there goes a police boat, a little uh, pontoon boat, which is good that they, uh, they get out here in Bluffers Park. Uh, and they're not hot-dogging. <laughs> it's quite quiet. Two outboard motors on it, but uh, they're covered. It's the noises at a minimum. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that's it. It's a four-day holiday. Uh, I could go on at length, but hey, if you're interested, you'll be watching CBC. Uh, and if you're not, you don't want to hear about it from me either. So the, the thing is, and both my sister and I agree, uh, my mother loved the Queen. And my mother, I just I make a, a real connection. My mother is the kind of good, kind, gentle Christian woman that uh, that I think... Well, the Queen's a little harder than my mother. <laughs> she's a little tougher. She's had to be. She's had a very different job. <laughs> but my mother loved her, and, and therefore uh, it, it means a lot to me. Uh, I think of my mother every time I see the Queen. I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, my mother having been born in England during World War One, so there's a bit of history there. I've always wanted to meet um, one of the royals, um, I, I would not be disappointed if it was Prince Charles, but I, I don't think I'm going to get my chance. 
Um, and it would just be a, a sort of a, a smile, a nodding. I'd, you don't even probably not even a chance to shake hands. You'd be you'd be standing in a line. But I wanted to tell him that I I feel for him. He, he had his his job wasn't easy with Prince Philip as a father, and being sent off to I think it was Gordonstone, a very tough school where he was uh, teased mercilessly, probably about his big ears. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of people think, oh, he's just a nutcase. He's not. He's he's kind of he's outspoken. He has opinions. He's been very much into the environment his entire life with organic farming. And uh, anyway, anyway, here I go. I'm, I said I wouldn't, but uh, I I do. I am fond of Charles as well. It was quite something to see four generations, all four. Uh, the Queen and the next three successors to the throne standing on the balcony together. You won't see that too often. And and the day will come uh, when the Queen will uh, pass on. And uh, that will be a sad day. That will be a sad day. I kind of hope I outlive her. (laughs) I'm 74. She's, I think, what, 96 or something? So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know. It's a it's an odd thing to say, but I hope I live to see her funeral. <laughs> and I'm not not in any rush. No, no, please. You know, I'm sure she'll make a hundred. Didn't her mother make a hundred? Uh, anyway, uh, another shooting in Texas. Or no, where was that? Oklahoma this time. Only four people dead. You know, so hey, we can skip that one. Um, I watched the father, uh, the movie, the father. On, uh, I guess, I can't remember if it was Netflix or the other one that uh, my son got us. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, what a brilliant actor. And oh my God, what a, uh, a, a sad, touching film about um, you know, dementia. Uh, and just getting old, really. It was about getting old. It wasn't, and, and just being confused. And, and it was so well done oh my gosh and his acting just he, again I, I just have so much respect for good actors uh, and film writers and directors and, and set designers and everybody else you know the, the clothes they wear uh, it highly recommended but to have a hanky handy as I told Barnacle Bill um, that may be it I, yeah, one more thing and it, it's it's a curious thing you know, I'm going on about living in the moment, the Zen, you know, be present now and put aside there is no future, there is no past and all that. But my, I had a list of things I wanted to do today, get insect spray, get, um, you know, what do you call it for uh, spraying on so you don't get sunburn, you know. Um, and it's, it's you know, I'm thinking ahead, okay, this is Thursday, this is seniors discount day at Shoppers, so this would be a good day to buy those things. Uh, suntan lotion and uh, insect spray or whatever. Um, so, yeah, my brain is telling me, okay, this is the day to do that. But it's also, I still need a table. I, if I'm going to be camping with uh, uh, the Nova Scotia guy, I should make a little more of an effort. You know, i just been microwaving things, but I should get out the barbecue. Well, if I get out the barbecue, I'm not going to bend down to the ground. Uh, I need a table. So I've been looking around online, searching everywhere, and today I... Saw one for twenty dollars. It was plastic, not really what I wanted, but they're on. They're in Canadian Tire, so I went to the Kingston Road Canadian Tire because that was on the way to Bluffers Park. 
and went in, and I did not find the plastic one that uh, she told me was in aisle 27, but I found another one that I never saw advertised with a wood top, which I need, a light tubular steel frame, um, about four feet high. Actually, I could tell you the dimensions. Hang on, because I took a picture to send to Barnacle Bill. Let's see what we got here. Got to get the glasses off. To Oh, yeah, here we are, the dimensions. The length. Uh, 18 and a half inches. So that's a foot and a half, yeah. Because I was measuring with my hands. The width, uh, almost 15 inches. That's wide enough, certainly. And the height, especially, ooh, 26 inches. 24 and two feet. So, yeah, that's perfect. It's perfect. And it was only $30. And I had $30 in points. I, I had to pay a dollar seven on my credit card. I used the last of my points. So it was just perfect to get this thing and solve another problem today. Wonderful. But here's the thing. Um, as I'm driving along, I'm planning, I leave home, I plan my route. Okay, go down this way. If you go down that way by the McDonald's, you can. You only have to make one light instead of two. Okay, that's good. So we'll do that route. It's, you know, I've seen that. You go along Kingston Road, you know exactly the lane you're going to enter the Canadian Tire at. Perfect. Uh, just past R.H. Uh, King the School. Okay, perfect. You're going to go in there. But my brain is processing. I'm seeing the map as I'm driving, right? I'm driving. I've got music on. I'm hearing the music. Um... And my brain is telling me, okay, and then when you exit, instead of getting back onto Kingston Road, because you know at, uh, at the intersection to go down to Bluffers Park, they're doing construction work and there's sort of a one-way lane and it's very tough to get into the right lane or they, to, to, to turn left. You can exit the Canadian Tire here and go right down uh what is the street i, uh, I use oh all right i got to get i got a call so uh, i'm going to pause uh, yeah i i still don't know which is pause and which is stop that was just a reminder for uh, my hearing specialist appointment next week i should have kept the recorder on um but anyway so my brain I, you know, on autopilot, because I'm not consciously thinking of what's the best route, but my brain is doing this. The part that's sort of almost a, a separate from me. Me, I'm just driving, oh, i got to get a table in Canadian Tire. But the brain is saying, no, you're going to go to Bluffers Park to record after that. And if you come out, if you exit onto St. Clair and then turn left on Brimley, you can go straight down the hill into Bluffers Park. The brain did all that for me without me asking it to do it. This, I, you know, I don't know if you're hearing me, but this this just blew my mind. Like, whoa, hey, yeah, but it was the perfect answer. It was just, it was going to, uh, basically my brain is saying, Ken, I'm going to make your life easier. Just pay attention now, will you? Because I got a plan. I got a route plan to get you into Bluffers Park after you exit Canadian Tire. Come out. Don't go out on uh, Kingston Road. Go out on St. Clair. Wow. (laughs) But it seems to defy the whole business of being in the moment. Because in the moment, I should have been focused just on the music or, you know, driving and seeing what's ahead of me, going with the flow of traffic. I I was doing all of that. 
But this was another layer. This was another thing on top of it all. And, and it just, by golly, by gee, gosh, isn't the brain an amazing thing? Aren't we glad we have them? Speaking of which, there's a lot of discussion online through my Twitter feed on uh, today's voting day in Ontario. And unfucking fortunately the Conservatives will get back in, and probably with a majority. And I've, it's taken friends, John Meadows and um, Catherine and uh, Sue's Muse, to point out to me, hey, you know, I'm just saying, oh, I'm just resigned to it. You know, I don't, I'm not worried about it. It's just it's already decided. And they're saying, hey, John in particular is saying, this is not just, you know, if you think this is going to be the status quo, it's not. They're going to double down. It's going to get worse. They're going to put more things into place. The poor are going to be hurt harder. This is just a guarantee, a given. The homeless, the poor, the education system, all these things are going to be cut. All this, everything will be funded in the interest of big business. Because that's who this goddamn fucking conservative party is. Now I am angry. I was kind of indifferent. So what? And, and I don't feel that way now. And it's very unfortunate. There's been a flurry. Um, John Meadows post. I am angry with people who think it will just be life as usual after another Ford victory. And thank you, John, for correcting me because, um, bam, there's been several tweets since then. What else did he say? Conservatives are very good at making changes that can't be undone by other governments. For example, selling the 407, uh, 31-year deal with China. Okay, okay, damn. Ah, boys and girls, I guess that's the end of this podcast. Uh, ending on a sour note, because we will have a conservative government as of tomorrow, uh, back here in Ontario. And uh, that is not the way we should be going, but it is also the fault of the Liberals for picking a stupid fucking non-entity of a leader. I'm sorry. Uh, and of uh, the, uh, the NDP for, you know, splitting the vote and saying, don't vote Liberal. Look what they did last time. So, you know, hey, it, it, there was just no way to win this one. Scarborough, dude, uh, come back next week, will you? We'll have a different topic. And by the way, I'm very excited about... Uh, two weeks being in Mossport for the uh, the races once again, with this time with my good buddy, uh, the camera guy, the Leica guy, the Nova Scotia guy. Stay tuned. Bye for now. Again, step, kick, kick, Away from the mirror, from the top, a five, six, seven, eight.
Ready? A five, six, seven, eight, up! Oh. 